Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Dr. Egypt Iradia. Egypt is a life alchemist, multi-passionate creative, poet, doctor, healer, metaphysician, and slow living advocate. Welcome, Egypt. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Chris. I really appreciate it. Well, I am excited about the topic of digital minimalism. But before we get into that, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Thank you. So professionally, I trained as a conventional doctor in the UK. And just through like a a series of life experiences, I decided to move uh, more into natural healing. Um, So I moved to the United States to retrain as a naturopathic physician. So yes, like for my day jobs, those are the primary like hats that I do wear. Oh, nice. So our topic today is digital minimalism, and we might just get into simplicity and the minimalism as a, just as a, a way of life. But before we jump into the specific topic, can you define I mean, what exactly is digital minimalism? So how I see it is the conscious engagement with technology, especially online-based technology. So things like social media, things like um, the the how we engage with our time on the internet. So it's conscious engagement with it and also just the reduction in the amount of time that we spend on social media or, you know, using the internet, different platforms on the internet. So it's like reducing that amount of time so that we can just almost extract more quality in our lives and more quality in the way that we actually engage with these platforms or these um, social media um, avenues. So before we get into the how, let's get into the, the why. So why do you believe that people should be engaging in digital minimalism? So for me, it's about um, experiencing life on a deeper level, living more richer, aware lives where um, life is not just about the quantity, the amount of things or experiences that we can pack in it, but more about like the quality. So how deep and rich our experiences are. And I feel that you know, when we create more space in our lives, when we engage with technology in a more conscious manner, we allow our experiences to just go to that deeper level than when we are like constantly busy, when we are being bombarded with so much information, especially online. So for me, that's like the predominant reasons I feel that like we, you know, people should consider that are taking a step back to just question the way that we are engaging, especially with online technology, in order to live more mindful, I guess, um, serene, calmer lives. Yeah. So it, what about the, uh, the medical and psychological benefits? 
Great question. So I'll take the first one. Just as a physician, I do have a, almost like a healing lens that I use to look at the world and engage with it. And in terms of the medical or health benefits of things like slowing down and digital minimalism practices, one could be like, first of all, on a simple level, let's just take it energy wise. You know, a lot of people these days complain of fatigue. I see a lot of people complaining of like chronic fatigue or just simply being tired all the time. It seems like we're in a society where people are tired for most of the day. And I find that when, you know, we do engage with screens a lot during the day, um, this takes a toll on our nervous system because on many levels, one being that a lot of screens are emitting um, LED light, which is very stimulating to our nervous system. It can be, it can cause a strain on our eyes mentally. It can really um, affect our things like our sleep-wake cycles. And so on that regard, when the LED lights affect us in that way, they affect our hormones, our sleep, we lay, it can make us hormonally imbalanced. It can affect our sleep to a level that we don't sleep in a deep, refreshed manner. And that can lead to the tiredness and the fatigue. And that's just on one level that it does that. And another level for me, I think it's what it does to our mind in terms of our cognition. I notice even in my own personal life, when I do practice more digital minimalism or more conscious use of these platforms and technologies, I feel less mentally fatigued. I feel less scattered in my mind, like I can focus better. And I find the days that I do engage with these platforms a lot, I'm more almost cognitively fatigued. So that's, um, you know, just some aspects in terms of on a well-being or medical level. And I think the other one you spoke to, you wanted to do on the psychological level. Yes, for sure. So on a psychological level, oh, this, I mean, I could approach this from different angles, but I think one aspect of it would be on our sense of like our mental well-being, especially I find with social media more than um, other online sources. If we are not careful, it can be very easy to be sucked into the lifestyles of other people. You know, we're looking at these feeds that are often very beautiful and people are posting the highlights of their day and their life on their feeds. So it can seem like everybody is having a great or greater life experience than us, right? Yeah. And that can lead to this... um, you know, comparisons, we're going through the day looking at our fees and we're comparing other people's highlights based to our everyday lives and can affect our, uh, I wouldn't say it would give people depression, but I really do think that is a risk in terms of at least for sort of mild to moderate depression, just constantly being exposed to sources of comparison. For me, that definitely is not a a good formula for mental well-being. So that's like on one psychological way can um, affect us. Wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of stuff. (laughs) A lot of good reasons to practice more digital minimalism. So now how do we either uh, reduce it and maybe engage more consciously with it? it? Let's get into some strategies, especially for those that, I mean, I have seen people that They'll even get um, like Facebook or Instagram notifications on their watch so they can check them as they come in. Um, 
Yeah. So, so for those people that are just, uh, we'll call it addiction. Uh, what are some suggestions for moving towards uh, minimalism, you know, through that conscious engagement and, and reducing the amount that they are engaging with it? Great question. So I, one thing I'd say is actually using technology to fight technology. <laughs> a lot oh. of us, yes, a lot of us are spending so much time on our screens anyway. So perhaps there are things that we can do with our devices and our screens that can help minimize the negative effect or help to loosen that addictive pool, if you like. Um, for example, one obvious one would be to just like turn off notifications. Like, do we really have to be notified every time someone we're following on Instagram posts something new? Not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily. So I feel like that gives us more of a sense of agency when, yes, we do have these, you know, um, accounts and we're checking our feeds, but then we go to them when we feel, oh, this is my time to unwind, to check up on my friends and families. We have agency in that we are, you know, resuming the role of becoming masters of these devices where we go and check our feeds rather than every time somebody posts something, we have a notification. So if it's not really important, switch off that notification. I would say that's one technique. Another one I... I also incorporate that I uh, followed the research upon, and if your um, listeners would want to research this as well, is actually making your screen, if it is feasible for you, grayscale. Like there are some Chrome extensions that you can actually install for, I know, like the laptops that can make your screen all grayscale. And you can get to sort of filter and choose which websites in particular you want to be all grayscale and which ones you don't, or you can decide that you want everything, you know, from the internet to be grayscale. And as bizarre as it, uh, it is, the research is coming out that like when things are in that black and white gray tones, they're less stimulating to our nervous system. They almost are less appealing to our eyes and our um, sensory systems. So the addictive pool is actually not as strong. So I found different um, free apps, free apps on my laptop, free apps even through my phone, Android, um, and iPhone that you can install that can make everything grayscale. And you would be shocked because I noticed when I started doing this, even it's a feeling, this sense of like, oh, everything looks so beautiful and alluring online. That is somewhat lessened. It's almost like we're making the internet a little bit less pleasurable, you know, less dopamine release, yeah. less addictive potential. So again, that's just another tip to use um, technology to fight technology. And you'd be amazed. There's so many apps I know even for like YouTube, for example, you know, like everybody, I like to unwind. I watch YouTube videos. I, I use YouTube videos for my yoga workouts and what have you. But um, there's actually another extension you can also um, install that can you know block things like the recommended videos on the side and you can block the comments. So it's essentially just your YouTube video that's on your screen rather than the YouTube videos, recommended videos on the sides, the comments below. It's just a lot and it makes everything very busy for your mind and then that draws you deeper into the addiction vortex so that's just a few tips um that i can offer at this moment oh those are great yeah and i've and i've heard uh like time blocking works as well like you're only supposed to look at things during certain times that kind of thing yes yes 
time blocking is a, is, a, is a very good one as well. Yeah. So just like people are going to use these things. I'm not saying, you know, quit your Facebook or, you know, quit um, what you enjoy. But like you said, you, you maybe set aside a certain amount of time or like after I do so much work in the day between, I don't know, I don't know, 6 and 7 p.m. or something would be my Facebook time and I can do all the Facebook I want in that time. <laughs> so it's a great way. Yes, time blocking. I really like that technique. <laughs> now I could I could venture to guess once someone starts doing this digital minimalism, they'll uh, enjoy the feeling really that the simplicity brings, and and I'm guessing that would bleed over into other areas of our lives. So could you talk about maybe simplicity and minimalism in general? Yes. Um. So for me, how I. For me, like I've been practicing minimalism, simplicity actively, like consciously, probably for the last, I would say, six, seven years. And what I've noticed is that um, it brings more beauty into life. I don't know if that makes sense, but absolutely. Yes, it brings more um, serenity into life. I think we, you know, this modern age, we all wear many hats. We all, it's very like busy promoting lifestyle in general and when we slow down we create that sense of space to actually enjoy the things that we are being busy about like to enjoy life more enjoyment is a process that needs time that needs an amount of presence to fully deeply enjoy anything and if we don't have that by you know tight schedules, um, being busy all the time, having things to do, shopping, what have we, life becomes less pleasurable. So I actually find that life sometimes to enjoy it more is not necessarily to always have more, but it's to have like more time and more space to enjoy like what we do have, you know, gratitude practice. So I've noticed that with life and then we can return back to being human beings rather than always human doings you know? <laughs> we can savour life more so I found uh, as I grow older I'm 40 now maybe it's just an age thing but I want to be at the end of my life not just thinking like you know like a checklist in my head of all the different things I've done but like how deeply could I taste life could I really enjoy life enjoy the time with the people that I love enjoy the activities that I enjoy doing deeply I think that's another measure of a good life so not just how much we do but how well we enjoy the things we do as well oh absolutely so let's say someone wants to be a little more simplistic and and again you know like some people they're doing stuff like every minute of the day, right? What are some suggestions for them to start learning to slow down and maybe bring in a little bit more minimalism? Sure. Um, one thing for me that I, I found really beneficial is slow mornings <laughs> because I believe the morning really does set the tone of the day. And I know this is easier said than done for other people, but a slow morning might not necessarily mean wake up two hours before everybody and just like, you know, do nothing or stretch or do yoga or what have you. It could just be like, guess with the time that we do have in the morning, maybe it's that like 30 minutes, an hour to get ready, find ways that maybe we can do less in that time. So like there is two ways of seeing it. You can wake up earlier to just do things slow and savory. Wake up, say for mothers before your kids are up or your partner is up or what have you. 
Or you could just see like what things can you take out of your morning routine if you have one, what things can be moved to later in the day or in the evening. And so that I can maybe enjoy my cup of tea or coffee in the morning and a book, you know, rather than like I'm trying to squeeze in a workout. I think there's almost this thing um, like with the productivity, I call it the productivity phenomenon. It's all these morning routines that are so elaborate and so many things are being done in the morning. And I look at some of them, I'm like, if I would be exhausted <laughs> if I had to do all that. <laughs> Sometimes it's maybe doing one or two things like in the morning, all I'm going to do before my kids get up and I have to do school run is just like do some stretches and yoga and drink my tea in peace and silent and slowly brew it and choose the right mug and take deep breaths and just, just, you know, simple. I don't have to do 40 minutes workout. So I think one thing is just slow mornings, whatever that translates to for different people. Some people might be journaling, some people might be meditation, prayer, whatever, just slowing down the mornings. And that's a great way just to set the tone of a day, a tone of like you're bringing in more awareness, more consciousness, more peace and serenity just to start your day before the craziness and hectic of life um, continues. I love that. Yeah, I protect my mornings very, very Seriously. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any suggestions uh, for throughout the day to make sure that you uh, bring yourself back maybe to that mindfulness? Sure. Um, so one thing, again, coming back to the digital detox, even if people can't take prolonged sabbaticals in the weekend, it's just like, you know, if you do work on your screen due to the nature of your job, like the, the moments that you do have, it's funny because sometimes, you know, I used to I work in a more of an office type setting and people would be working on our screens and then it would be like lunch break or just a break. And then people take out their screens to do social media or something. So like, <laughs> yeah. Perhaps, you know, you could just delegate, say your um, lunchtime would be okay, like my no screen time. I'd be on my screen all morning at work or what have you. Lunchtime is going to be no screen. I could just have lunch without my phone or go for a walk with a friend or just talk to, to colleagues without screens. So it's incorporating moments that we are screen free throughout the day, even if sometimes just for 15 or 10 or 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. I think that can really help. And also simple um, embodiment practices to remember that we are still human beings we still have a body so things like deep breathing or just stretching or just doing nothing and getting a sense of like where your body is in space that simple embodiment practice I find is very grounded it relaxes the body as well as the mind as well so just coming back into your body like getting a good sense of your body without always like because when we're on our screens I find that's a very heady phase where very much in our minds and thinking and then the, the neck gets tense and the shoulders are hunched and and by the end of the day we're just having back pain and neck pain and all manners of pain <laughs> yeah because we've been so disconnected from proper body posturing so just like really little things like those mindful embodiment practices taking micro digital detoxes i suppose can make such a huge difference to daily life oh i love it it You've shared some awesome tips. Uh, now, before we get to your final piece of advice, can you share a little bit about your products and or services with our listeners? 
Thank you. So I offer slow and simple living coaching. All my offerings and services can be found through my website, which is www.manifestingalchemy.com. That's www.manifestingalchemy.com. I love it. I will make sure that gets in the episode description for folks too. Now, your final piece of advice for our listeners. Yes. Um, I would say as best as possible, go analog, <laughs> go analog. If, if there's something that you can do online, consider if you may, may want to try it offline, like, you no. Know, Reading is beautiful, obviously, but to me, like if you can read a book, like a physical book, maybe try that and see how that feels rather than reading on Kindle, because although it's still reading, it's just still like, you know, getting you on the screen. So anything you can do off screen would be great. You can do a home workout, obviously, through your screen. But, if you know, if you could get together with a friend and go walking instead, that's even better. So as best as possible, just to be, be really conscious how we live our lives and, and think to ourselves, what activities can we do in an analog manner that we just do digitally because it's convenient just to get us back to a sense of serenity and calm and just being a complete human being again without the devices. Oh, that's great advice. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Egypt. Thank you, Chris. If you'd like to learn more about Egypt, visit her website at manifestingalchemy.com. Is it possible to have fun while developing yourself? Take a look at Christina's latest book, Life is an Escape Room, to see how the lessons learned through escape rooms apply to achieving more in life. Visit lifeisanescaperoom.com for more information.